So the glory of the gospel is also God's truth. The gospel is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. Uh, look at verse 20. Because when the shepherds leave, when the shepherds leave, look what they are saying. Uh, I lost my place. Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 20. It says that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them, right? In other words, everything the angel said came true. We saw it just as it was, but I think it was more than that. If, if these shepherds, I believe they grew up in Israel, if they knew of all of God's promises, right? If they had grown up in going to synagogue and hearing the scripture, what they realized is God is right now being faithful to all of his promises. We read in 1 Corinthians that all the promises of God find their yes in Christ. What the shepherds saw that night, if I could put it this way, was a big fat yes. Right? Yes, I have remembered my promises. Yes, I will save you from your sins. Yes, I am um, going... The, going to be conceived by a virgin and she will bear a son and you will call him Emmanuel. Yes, I will be with you. The answer is yes, right? So, final point. The shepherds saw the glory of God, I believe in those three things, in the grace of of God, they saw it in, in the humility of God, and they saw it in God's truth. Um, and if you would forgive me for going over just, just a bit this morning. Oh, wait, do we have till 12? What? I thought we were going to be done at 1130, and I was like, snap, I have to wrap up. Man, we got some, some time. I was rushing. Any questions so far? <laughs> that's really, that's actually really, really comforting. <laughs> Nice. I'm sorry. So these three things. So that brings us to our third point. Do you, do you guys have the outline? It's in your, your bulletin. Um, so those were the three points on the outline. Is God's glory is seen in grace. God's glory is seen in humility. And God's glory is seen in, in his faithfulness or, or in his truth. Um, Okay, so final point this morning. God's glory, specifically the glory seen in the gospel, um, here's, this is huge, and I want to make this point. The glory that the shepherds saw and that we see when we come to know Jesus, when we experience God's glory, it is intended to change you. It is intended to change us. Um, if you remember the passage that I read, um, about Moses from 2 Corinthians. The last verse that I read was, was verse 18, and I'll read it one more time. He says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being, did somebody remember the word? We're being transformed into that same image from glory to glory. 
For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You see, as we behold God's glory, we become glorious. As we see God's glory, we actually become glorious. Jesus put it this way when he was praying right before the cross, right before he went to the cross. He said this, he said, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. He says, I've given them my glory. The glory you gave me, I've given them. As we be- see God's glory, we become glorious. First Thessalonians, one more passage. God says that, um, or Paul here talking, um, he says, we ex- exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and his own glory. Because we talk about the kingdom side of that all the time, don't we? Like Jesus is calling us into his kingdom to be a part of his kingdom. He is also calling us to be a part of his glory. That's what it says. He's called you into his own glory. So who knows what the shepherds, um, came, how they came into that night, what they were thinking. I mean, if they were worshiping God or if they were poking fun at each other's sheep. I don't know, right? We don't have any idea the context of what was going on that night. But what we do know is they left changed. They left that, that night genuinely changed and different than they had come into that night. Um, right? They went into the night to do what? Take care of some sheep. And they left the night glorifying and praising God for all they had seen. They left changed. And we can see, I think, I think we can see that that was genuine in, in at least three really clear ways, um, among others. But number one, their haste in their response. Number two, their testimony. Number three, their praise. I'll say those one more time. We can see their genuineness in their haste, in their testimony, and in their praise. Question, how do you know if you love someone? How do you know if you love somebody? To make it more personal, how do you know if you have been transformed by God's glory? How do you know if this has happened to you? How do you know that you are becoming like Christ from one degree of glory to another? How do you know that you love Christ? Well, I want to challenge you to compare your response to the glory of God. When you, when you see the glory of God, I want you to compare that to the shepherds this morning. And they're, they're not perfect, right? They're not perfect. They're just people. But we can still imitate them. We can learn from them. Just like Paul was able to say, imitate me because I am imitating Christ. 
we can learn from their example. So three questions from the shepherds to you this morning. Three questions from the shepherds to you. Number one, when you see God's glory, do you prioritize it? Secondly, do you talk about it? And thirdly, do you worship because of it? When you see God's glory, do you prioritize it? Do you talk about it? And do you worship because of it? Look at verse 15. It says, When the angels went away from the shepherds, went away from them into heaven, the the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went... With haste, right? They had to get there as soon as possible to see what what they had just been revealed to them. They didn't there was no record of them doubting. Like, did we eat something weird? <laughs> um, that was a little bit crazy. I don't know if you know, maybe we'll do that tomorrow, right? We'll get around to it. Going to check on. Because the angel did not command them to go. The angel just said, here's a sign, here's what's true, here's the message. And the sign is that if you go to Bethlehem, you'll find the baby, he's in a manger. He didn't say, you need to go today. But what did they do? They went with haste, right? Guys, you know you love someone if you prioritize them, right? If you love someone, you're going to find time to be with them no matter if you have a busy schedule or a long week of work, right? If you care about them, you're going to fit them into that schedule. And, and the, I know the shepherd's schedule probably wasn't the most booked. <laughs> but what they did is they, they went with haste, right? They prioritized what had been said to them. They went immediately. And then if you keep reading, it says in verse 16... Um, They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known or spoke the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Right? They They talked about it. Another reason, another way that you know if you love somebody is what? You talk about them. Right? And they, they couldn't. Interestingly, it's... The word here has, implies like an ongoing conversation. Ongoing conversation, right? They couldn't stop talking about what the angel said. They just kept telling people, yeah, and the angels appeared, and this is what they said would happen. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. Like, this is incredible, right? They couldn't stop talking about what they had seen. When you see God's glory, do you talk about it? Do you prioritize it? Do you talk about it? And... Thirdly, do you worship because of it? If you look, if we keep going, it says, and, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Okay, let me add, do you meditate on it? Do you think about it? Because Mary's treasuring this in her heart, right? And if you love someone, you're going to treasure that in your heart, and you're going to think about them throughout your day, right? So that's a bonus that I didn't see until just now okay so (laughs) treasure it right and then here's here's how it ends it says they leave they return home glorifying and praising god right they left worshiping 
They came in working, right? And they left worshiping. So three questions. Do you prioritize it when you hear from God and he tells you something? Do you say, I got to do that right now, right? God says, make disciples of all nations, right? I need to get on that. Ooh, I have a free day on Saturday. Right? God says, I will build my church. I will build my church. Wow. God just gave us a free pass to be a part of him building something. He said he'll do it. Why don't we get in on that on Saturday? Right? He, He promised it. Let's do it with haste. Do we talk about it to others and do we worship because of it? So, so seeing God's glory changes us, guys. It, number one, it gets us on our feet and gets us going um, to see this thing that the Lord has made known to us, right? And it gets us telling people and it gets us worshiping and ultimately it gets us looking like Jesus. You guys might know this old song, um, you know the song, This Little Light of Mine? I'm going to let it shine, right? Okay, that song? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on that song, okay? And this is where I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, in addition, that if I'm ruining something that you cherish, but leave it to a preacher to pick on a song, right? Um, I got this. I was, I was listening to the radio this week in pre- like preparing the message, just went, was going home, and a message was uh, Chuck Swindoll was preaching, and he made a couple statements about the song This Little Light of Mine, which I, I thought were really good. Okay, so number one, why do we get, why does he say that this is a little light? When did like beholding the glory of God in the face of Jesus and being transformed into the same glory from one degree of glory to another, be like, that's a little, right? Do you think of a candle when you hear that verse? <laughs> it should say something like this amazing, powerful light, right? This glorious light of mine or something like that. And then second question, this little light, is it really mine? Is it my light? Now, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not bashing on the song. I will still sing the song. Dave, if you want to lead the song sometime, I will still sing the song. <laughs> However, <laughs> what's the, the fair thing about this that we have to think about is if we just sing that song and we don't clarify, because it is our light in a sense, like God has given it to us. He's called us into his own glory, right? He's, he's allowed us to possess and own this but it's not our light, right? And if we don't clarify that, we might send people out of our church trying to work their way to glorifying God. If I can just be glorious, or I can just really try to be a good testimony, really try to do things the right way so that people see my light, my light that I'm generating here, right? That's not what this verse is saying. And that's what I wanted to end on because we, it says, as we behold his glory, we become glorious. You want to be a light to your community, to your world? 
You want to shine brightly? Spend some time getting close to the sun. Let the glory of God shine on you so that it changes who you are, like Moses, so that you're shining, right? He says we reflect His glory. Not that we in and of ourselves are glorious, right? Guys, I think, I think we could illustrate it like this. A lot of us here are windows. If I, if I came up here and I, and I had a big sheet of glass, I was trying to think of if I could do this, but it was going to be a little bit distracting and hard. So just imagine, right? Use your imagination. And I put a window here. What would you see? Me, yes, right? Um, just me. Um, nothing super glorious, right? And, and the thing is, you might see a little bit of a reflection off the window, right? Of these lights up here. But it wouldn't be very strong, would it? It'd just be a, like a half-rate reflection. And, and guys, that's what happens because we were made originally to be the image in the image of God. But what happened? Sin happened. And we no longer reflect that image perfectly, right? It's, it's, it's marred and it's translucent. And, and a lot of times, the glory of God passes right through us and nobody else sees it. We can also sometimes be like a black curtain. Okay? Second one. We can be a window. We can also be a black curtain. What, is, what does the color black do? It just soaks it all up, right? It just wants to fill itself up with as much glory as it can. But that's it. It's selfish. This microphone is selfish. Because it is soaking up all the light for itself, right? We can be, we can be like that, too. We can spend time in God's Word just for us. We can go to church just to fill ourselves up. Whereas the shepherds, they were changed. And they went about telling others, and they went about praising God and obeying Him. So the shepherds, they weren't a black curtain about this experience. They weren't a window. What they were was a mirror. And if I held a mirror up here and I had those lights cranked, you guys would see the pain that I'm in at this very moment, right? Because I have bright lights in my eyes. And if I held a mirror up here that was referring to my, my time with God, right? It's, it's he's transforming me. Remember, it says at the end of that verse, it says, we're being transformed in the same image for this comes from the Lord, right? Not from me. If I held that up there, if, if Jesus changes me from the inside and makes me more like a mirror and less like a curtain, all of a sudden you are going to see God's glory in me. Not because I am glorious, but because he is glorious. All right, so final little thought here. Where do you go if you want to see God's glory you want to be changed by his, but like, where do you go? Because unfortunately, we can't just like say, God, appear to me tonight with a host of angels and blinding lights, right? Unfortunately, we don't get to ask for that. So where do we go to experience the glory of God? We can't go to the manger, the actual manger. It's gone, right? 
buried under lots of dust. So where do we go to see the glory of God? Um, here's the thing. I can tell you where to go, but I cannot open your eyes so that when you go to that place, it will actually change you. I can tell you where to go, okay? There's a lot of places you can go to see the glory of God. Number one, tonight, if it's clear out, which it's not right now, some night, just go on a walk, right? Because we're told in Scripture, the heavens are doing what? Declaring the glory of God, right? You go up there and you look at those stars and you remind yourself that there is a God in heaven and he is powerful and he made all that. And we're, we're really small <laughs> compared to that, right? Go on a walk. You can go to his word where his glory is perfectly written out and displayed. More than that, you can go to the cross where all of who God is is displayed in one powerful moment, right? You go to the gospel. Go to the feet of Jesus. And then you can go to church. You can go to church and see a bunch of people being transformed into glory. And you can see that with your own eyes. But here's the thing. You can go to all of those places and walk away with nothing. People do it all the time. You can go to the cross. You can go to the Bible. You can go to church. You can go to a walk in nature. You could even be somehow taken in a spaceship right next to the sun and you could walk away having not been changed at all. Having seen nothing at all. You see, we need God to take up residence in our hearts and change us so that we can see his glory. Um, the verse says again, it, this comes from the Lord who's the Spirit. We need the Lord to open our eyes. So go to, go to God's word, but go like the psalmist saying, open my eyes, Psalm chapter 119, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your word. He's a believer, but he's saying, I need your, my eyes opened up because I can be really blind. I don't see your glory. I go through weeks and months not having been captivated by you. And I, I know that's not right, but it's what happens. And I need you to open my eyes so I can see who you are, right? Go to church, go to the cross, but go like Moses, right? Go saying, please, God, show me your glory. Not so much that I die, but not so little that it fades. Let's pray. Father, I just ask that you would um, come right now into this room, into this place. Um, I am a weak vessel. Um, my words are just words, but you are glorious well beyond my words, and I ask that you would open our eyes to see your glory right now in a new way, that what has been said would, would be um, powerful enough to get us up on our feet going and telling others. Um, I pray that um, 
our church, Lord, uh, Orangeville Baptist Church, would be a, a church that is full of your glory. And people would come here and be blinded by it and changed by it. I pray that um, we would be a light in a dark place. So please um, fill us with, with you this morning. We need you so, so much. We need to see you. We need to know you more. Um, show us your glory. I pray this in Jesus' name.